Okay, we are on the Daf Kavdalad on the bed at the top. So we're talking about the Mishnah said Pocheach Pores Al Shema. So a person who's Pocheach, which I think we said like he's uh, uncovered, certain parts of his body are uncovered. So maybe he's wearing shorts or something. Exactly, totally clear, and it's a little machlok at practically speaking how this applies. Clarify the where the like which body parts, right? So Rashi indicated that like the like the like the legs are uncovered. Um, it's not totally clear exactly what part of the body. Okay. The Gemara says, ula barav So ula barav asked Abaye, katan Torah. So what's the din about a katan? What's his din? If he's pocheach, is he allowed to read the Torah? So if you look at Rashi, he says here uh, the, on the top, gadol that if it's an adult, so the pocheach is asr because of this pasuk of v'lo that no nakedness should be seen. About katan and no muzhar, but the katan doesn't have that particular commandment, so maybe the katan doesn't have the issue. And if he doesn't have the issue, so then he could be able to continue to read the Torah. Maybe the Mishnah is making no distinction between a child and an adult. So he answers, Amar harum. So he says, well, if you're asking me a pocheach, you should ask me about a naked. I mean, like, okay, like if a child, if you, the issue is lawyer bechar batavar, so maybe a child who's naked could read from the Torah. If that's really the question you're asking. So I room my time alone. So I guess the Gemara is assuming that is obviously that's not going to be okay. So what's the reason that's no good? Because that's not honor for the tzibur to, to have someone who's naked reading from the Torah. So hachanami mishum kvot tzibur. So here too it's kvot tzibur. Meaning so it's not an individual requirement that the person has to like not be pocheach. It's much more an issue of it's not appropriate to be dressed that way or rather undressed that way and then you know, be before the tzibur and represent the tzibur in that way. So the same would apply then to the katan because it's not focusing on the person who's doing it, it's the person, the people who are hearing it and what they have to sort of be experiencing. Okay, summa pores al shema. So it says a blind person can do the pores al shema, um, right, which was a machloka about the yotzer hambe orot. Right, that was the issue. Right, the, um, Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda said in the Mishnah, kol shalom ra'ame orot miyamav no pores al shema. If you never saw any light at all, so you can't be leading the congregation in yotzer hambe orot. So Gemara says, Tanya, we learn a brayta. Amru lo, this is some of, some of the famous brayta here. Amru lo, the Rabbi Yudah harbeit safudli droshem merkava velo rotami amem. They said, well, to Rabbi Yudah, hey, but you know, I know you're being so machmi about the 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 blind person that many people uh, saw to darshan the merkava, right, the vision of Yechezkel from Perakalaf to Yechezkel, and they never saw that. Meaning, they never stopped anybody before in terms of like, having that personal experience seeing something. Why should that really matter? So that's that's the Chachamim's explanation. So Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, "Yeah, but Hatam be'avinta delibo milta. Yeah, but there it were, the, the matter depends on the havanat halev, right? The understanding of the heart. I mean, can you understand conceptually the concept of the vision of Hashem? So you can sort of like you know direct yourself, and you can sort of focus, and you can know what's going on, and you can study. You don't have to have the personal experience. But here the issue is a question of of personal benefit from the light. But he doesn't have any personal benefit from the Hana'ah. So it's not about a blind person conceptually knowing about light. I mean, you can explain to a blind person why light is important, but they're not getting the physical benefit from it, and that's why they can't do it. So Gabar says, fine, but Rabbanan, itle hana karabi yosi. So Rabbanan says, yeah, but he does have hana in the corner of Rabbi Yosi. Titanias, we don't need to break it like this. I'm Rabbi Yosi, kol yamai hayiti mitsa'era mikrazeh. Rabbi Yosi says, my whole life I was sort of like bothered by this following pasuk. It says, vehayita mim ashesh basarayim, kasheri mashesh haivera ba'afilah. 
this is a, one of the, the, the punishments in the Torah is you'll, you'll be feeling around in the afternoon the way a blind person feels around in the darkness. So I mean, like it's going to be so discombobulating this whole thing. So the Gemara says, so he asks as follows: so but what difference, what does the blind person care between darkness and daytime? Don't say you're going to be feeling around in the daytime the way the blind person feels around at night. You should just say the way a blind person feels around. It's no difference with a blind person whether it's daytime or nighttime. So it's a funny puzzle. Until Rabbi Yossi says, I had a certain event, a, a event occur to me. I was walking around in the darkness of the night. It was dark. And I saw a blind person walking around, and he had a torch in his hand. I said, my son, why do you have this torch? Meaning, you can't see. So As long as I have the torch in my hand, people can see me, and they can save me from holes, and from thorns, and the thistles. Meaning there is a benefit for the blind person from the, from the light, because other people can help me out. And so that's what he's saying. The same thing would apply to you. The blind person can give thanks over the light, because he does benefit from the light, in that other people can then be able to help him. And then he was right there, right? I mean, he gets benefit because other people experience the light, and that helps him. Exactly. Experience. So he does get benefit, even though he can't physically like seeing the light. He does get benefit, but from the fact that there is light, he certainly does benefit. And that's my focus, Rabbi Yudan and Rabbi and Rabbana. Do you, do is the bracha about personal, you know, uh, personalized benefit, or is it sort of an indirect benefit as well? Okay. The mission now goes on to say as follows. A person's avakohen has um, blemishes on his hands, so he cannot do berkat kohenim. Okay? Um, Rashi explains here, because if he has, this is an interesting svarah that Rashi says here, um, it's that because people will see, and they want to look at his hands, because, you know, people like see things that's like just this figure, there's something like that, you want to look at it, like it's just tempted to. But we say in Masech so he says, yeah, but if, you, if somebody looks at the hands of the Kohanim while they're, being, uh, while they're doing Birkat Kohanim, your eyes will dim because the Shechina is dwelling where the hands are. So, um, so that's, that's Raj's explanation. If you look on the side here, it says, okay, the Tosas and Chagiga, they say it's not really, that's not the issue really. The real issue is, of course, of Hesa Chadat, that people will be, not that people aren't allowed to look at the hands of the Kohanim, it's that when, when they look at the hands of the Kohanim, they'll be distracted because they'll see like, oh my gosh, what's going on with the hands? And they'll start forgetting about the actual Birkat Konim. So that's an interesting machlok of Rashi and Tosla. Um, okay, but that's the idea about Mumim. Rabbi Yudomer, Af Misha Yu Yadav Satis, even somebody whose hands are like dyed with this Satis, which is just a certain dye, I think it's a blue dye, also Lo Yisad Kapav, because the nation, the people will look at it. And again, the question is, what's the issue of looking at it? That's the machlok of Rashi and Tosla. Okay, the Gemara says like this. Tana Mumin Sha'amru Bifanav Yadav Veraglav. The Tana teaches us that the movement that we're talking about are on the face, hands, and feet. Because those are all the exposed parts of the body when the Kohen is doing Berkat 
It's also like having like spotted, I think like some white spots in the hand. You also can't do it. Tanya Lamihachel is a bright just like this. Yadav bohakniyot lo yisad kapav. Akumot akushot lo yisad kapav. So Rashi says akumot is like they're bent inwards. Akushot is like bent outwards. It means like disfigured hands. I mean, it's not just something on your hands, but the hands themselves are sort of disfigured. Also lo yisad kapav. You can't do berakonim. Amar of Asi, Chaifani Uvish, or Chifni or Vishni, I'm not sure exactly what's the first word. It's part of the person from Haifa or from Bishan, also Loisad Kapav. They also cannot, uh, they should not go Dukhin. Uh, um, Rashi explained, and we'll see what we'll see in a second, but Rashi says, Chifni or Vishni, it's a little higher up in the page. Kohen Shehu me Anche Chaifa, me Anche Beit Sha'an. If you're from Haifa or Beit Sha'an, we don't want to do it. Why? Because Megam that's appropriate, I just did that. They like, um, they mess up their speech. <laughs> so, I didn't do it on purpose, but it worked anyways. Um, I guess that's the appropriate word. You know, the gum game is to stutter. So that's a, like an onomatopoeia. It's like hard to say that word without stuttering. Um, okay, Tanya Mihachi, Brachi, just like this, says, So we don't let be the Chaz and people from Beit Shan or Chaifa or Tivonin. So they don't make any distinction, or they mess up the Alephs and the Ayans, and that's inappropriate. So that can make us all feel guilty, because most of us, I assume, don't make such a distinction. Um, so, Amalei Rebbe Chiyah, the Rebbe Shimon, Rebbe Yomalea Talevi, Pasula Tamina Duchan. If you were a levy, you would have been puzzled from the Ducha. I mean, you wouldn't have been allowed to sing as a levy because your voice is thick, meaning you have a bad, you have a bad voice. So I was like, wow. No, so there means the singing. The Ducha there means for that levy to stand on the platform and sing. They're the, right, they're, we use the word duchaning for Kohanim, but the, 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 really the word Duchan really applies to the levy. Here we have a levy. No, when we talk about Yisad Kapav, Yisad Kapav is Kohanim. Going on the Duchan, the platform, that's a reference. That's for the Levim. And that's what he says, if you were a Levi. Can you apply? So Ilmalei, the word Ilmalei can go both ways. It can be if you weren't or if you were. So here it means like if you were. Are we applying these laws like nowadays? Like if... Like someone has a blemish on their hands, do you not have them? So now they can't even cover their hands. I don't know if you necessarily apply this uh, 100%. That's a good question. Um, okay. So he says, if you were a lady, so you wouldn't be allowed to, to sing. So, Ata Amrle Lavua. So he went and he told his father, I think he tattletailed, Amrle, Zil Amalai, go tell him, Shatama Gia Itzel Vichikiti Lashem. Lashem says, "When yeah, really? Well, when you, I guess, Rebichia, when you get to the pass of Vichikiti Lashem, like I wait for Hashem, Lo Nimseita Mecharefi Megadef, you're not going to be like blaspheming Hashem." So Rashi explains what are you talking about. So he says, "Lo Nimseita Mecharefi Megadef, Shaya Koret Lachetin Heihin." So Rebichia, I guess, I guess ironically because his name is Rebichia, uh, he messed up Chetz and Heis. So, so when he said vechikiti or vechikiti lashem, it sounds like vechikiti lashem, which I struck Hashem, which is bad news. So it's a big difference in waiting for Hashem and striking Hashem. So he says, like, "You'll be a big talker, you know, like you're saying like, I have a bad voice." Well, you came to say I'm sure I'm so good. Ha ha. Okay, like we're getting smacked down. Like everyone's. Uh, the, fact, the fact that you need to go to go to his dad to get that response. <laughs> that's a good, right? <laughs> it works all the way. Well. Uh, okay. Anyhow, 
Moving along. A is a person who, like, his eyes water a lot. So also you should uh, yeah, but there was a certain person in the neighborhood of Rafuna, and he did, he did spread his hands, and he did do the Birkat Konim. Our answer is, this is an important answer here, He was someone who was common in the city, meaning everyone knew him. So when you have, uh, in that, it's interesting, you know, when you have somebody in the town who is, uh, people aren't used to seeing, so the first time they see them, it's like, ooh, like you have a deformity, there's something weird about them, so everyone looks at them. But if you, let's say you're a visitor to the town and everyone else like, is familiar with that person, so you might be struck by that person, but everyone else sort of like doesn't really bat an eyelash. I remember when we moved to, to Efrat, there's a certain girl who has a certain deformity. So when we first moved, it was like very striking. I remember being very struck by it. But like then I noticed that her friends just relate to her like normal. Like it just didn't seem like she had any social problems with everything. I don't know. I don't know the family well. But it just seemed like everyone just like, yeah, they just talked to her like normal. She just interacted totally normally, even though physically like it looks very strange. But at a certain point, you're just like, okay, that's just who it is. It doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore. And that's what I think Gemara is saying, that, okay, so this guy's a Zablagan, he's always, always eyes are tearing, and, you know, has, uh, that's an unusual thing. But, okay, but so it doesn't really matter. Tanya Mihachi, who brought it just like this, Zablagan lo yisad kapab, imayadash biro mutar. So that says explicitly in the Brayta, exactly the way. Am Rabbi Yochanan, similarly, summa bachami and lo yisad kapab, a person is blind in one eye, they can't do pekak on him. Uh, same question about who to have a bishivut to Rabbi Yochanan have a parish day. Yeah, but Rabbi Yochanan had a person in his neighborhood that that did so. Right, it's the same answer. Who dash be rohava? And then we have Tanya Namihachi suma bacha meinab lo yisad kapav imayadash be romutar. Okay, it's the same the same idea there. Okay, Rabbi Yudo Mer Misha Yayadav Sfuot lo yisad kapav. Rabbi Yudo said in the Mishnah that somebody whose hands are like dyed, so also you can't do berakonim. Tanya Tanya the Brayta though imrov anshe ha'ir melachtam bekach mutar. But if most people in the city do that labor, let's say they're all, let's say it's a city where like they're all involved in the dyeing industry, so everyone's, so their hands are all like, you know, so it's all strange, right? But, okay, so it's not strange in that town. So it sounds like a very similar issue to the Dashbi row, and I guess that's, uh, you know, the question, I'm not totally sure if the Dashbi row would apply to other movement as well. Like, let's say you have other movement, but then everyone knows it. So, uh, yeah, so blind would be a little different because of the tour. That the, the, a totally blind person doesn't have an obligation to do uh, konim. but again, the idea would be that uh, maybe that that applies in all these cases, perhaps um, when you're used to it. And that's what that's what Tosis actually says, right? In Hayadash be Romutar, he says that same rule applies even for a movement on your hands because I'm gonna be Yushami, etc., etc. So Tosis makes that extension, right? That once we have this answer, Dash be Ro, or the whole, or the whole, the whole, most people in the town have the same Malachas, then it's the same, uh, the same. Notes. Okay, the Mishnah says, um, So if a person says, I'm not going to be chazin wearing colored clothing, So he can't even, he can't daven before the Amud, even if he's wearing white clothing. We'll see why in a minute. In the over, I'm not going to be chazin wearing sandals, wearing shoes. He, can, he can't uh, daven even if he's barefoot. If he makes his, now the word tefilato here means like the tefillin. If he makes his tefillin rounded, there's two issues with that. Stakana, first of all, it's dangerous. And there's also no mitzvah involved. We'll see why. If he puts the tefillin on his forehead, right, not on top of his head, but on his forehead, or on his hand, literally his hand, that is the way of heretics. Okay, and you can't do that, right? That's like, you know, benin echem. Right, al right, al So it's literally doing that. We would say no, we don't do it like that. 
Sipan zahav unutana bet unkeli shalo. If you cover them, if you coat the tefillin in gold, or you put it on your sleeve, meaning as opposed to under your sleeve, right? You put it over your sleeve. Hareza derech achitzonim. That is the way of the outer people. Rashi says the outer people. Last small line. Bnei adam hahochim acharei daatam chutz midat chachamim. These are people who follow their own ideas. Um, outside of the dot of the Chachamim, because it has to be for you for an oat and not for others, meaning that we have this idea that the Tfil and Shalyat, our dafka should be covered up a little bit, right? Like you know, that's why we have a little cover maybe, or it goes under the shirt. But you don't put it over your, uh, you don't put it over the, uh, the, um, the sleeve. Okay, the Gemara says, my time, uh, what's the reason that you can't, uh, the guy who insists on the color of the clothing, and uh, what's the deal with that? So, we're worried that maybe uh, heresy has been thrown upon him, meaning he um, has gone, gone you know, the wayward way. Rashi says here, second wide line, so the, the idolaters or the heretics, they used to have this insistence on certain types of clothing and only white clothing, whatever. So, so see, the, see the irony, right? There's so many shows nowadays that like, you can't dive into the unless you're wearing a suit. It's like, oh, so the yeah, suit is different, right? So the suit is different thing, right? But, but it, well, I was going to say the irony is that the Dafka saying that like colored clothing is like, if you're not going to wear colored clothing, it's like, ooh, you're, you're a heretic. And now like almost be the opposite. You know, the guy who goes to show the blue shirt, you're like, oh, blue shirt. No, thank you. We don't want you. you know? But uh, you see if the mission may be against that. Um, let's say it's already taught as we learned in the Brayta we learned that Tfilin that have to be squared is Halacha Moshe Okay. Uh, and Rabbi said that has to do with the sewing. I guess when you like sew it up and like around, it should be a square all the way around. And also the diagonal also has to match, meaning it has to be really square all the way around. So Amara So Rapapa says it's a little difference because the, the Mishnah there that's talking about the Tfilamurbaot, that's when you make it not exactly round, but it's more like a walnut, I think. Raji says Agulotke agos. But if you make it like an egg. Or like a lentil, it would be okay. So you wouldn't know the Brita from the Mishnah. So I guess the, the explanation is what is the Sakana exactly here? So um, Raji says the Sakana is Shaloti Kanesperosho. If you have a rounded filling and you like bump into a wall, so it's like more pointy, you could like jam right into your head. So that'd be like really dangerous. That's Raji's explanation. Um, okay. Raji, Raji is saying if you have flat filling, right? So if I jam, if I bump into the wall, well done that, right? You bump into the wall. Mm-hmm. So if it's flat here, so fine. So just you know, it, it spreads out on my head. It's not a big deal, I and mean, it doesn't really hurt so much. If you have like a rounded one where it's like more pointy at the end, mm-hmm. so you're hitting the wall, it's like boom, jam right into your head. Like that's really dangerous. So that's what Rashi says. That's what he says. The sakana is okay. Then he says otherwise. There's also which is on mitzvah, meaning that there's a halachah lo moshe that they don't have to be square. There's two separate issues. Toza says sakana. Uh, so Rashi says it could be a time when there were like prohib- the authority is prohibited the wearing of tefillin, 
And so if you have rounded tefillin, you're going to be in danger. Why? Because you're not supposed to wear tefillin. And whatever benefit you would get, let's say, like, from the fact that you're wearing tefillin, like, that maybe would protect you. Because if you're doing the mitzvah, maybe Hashem would protect you. Well, guess what? You're not doing the mitzvah. Because it's not, it's puzzle tefillin. So now you're, like, wearing these things that's puzzle, and it makes the authorities think you're doing the mitzvah tefillin. So you're going to endanger yourself from the authorities. So two very different explanations for Rashi and Tosu. But uh, we'll stop there, I think.